I'm... Welcome everybody to the Men for Life podcast. It's been a little bit and it's the summer's coming to an end and we are back in the studio. I got Pete and Nick DeMaio. Welcome gentlemen. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, we're excited so to be back to in be the back game. Back yeah, it's so awesome to be back in the game working for the Lord. We're working for you, dear Father. So anyway, let's start off in prayer as normal. We have a actually a pretty short episode today. Uh, we're just going to talk a little bit with uh, the young Nick DeMaio about his work uh, for Pennsylvanians for Human Life and the Student Council. So we want to hear about that today, and then we'll actually come back for a longer um, episode to get a little bit more into because um, young Mr. DeMaio has some other news that we'll be talking about in the future episode. But this one, Pete, let's start us off in prayer and we'll talk about Pennsylvanians for Human Life and the Student Council. You got it. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy, Holy Mary, Mary, Mother of God, God pray, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. death. Amen. Pope John Paul II, pray, pray for, for us. Pope Paul VI, pray, pray for, for us. Our Lady of Fatima, pray for us. And one more, St. Gianna Mola. Pray for, pray for us. Who's that? She is the patron saint of the unborn. Is she really? And, I should have known that. Um, physicians. Nice. Oh, she's uh, she's really special, man. Really special. Awesome. And Argia, when they had to do their saint day at school, she chose Saint Gianna. She is so adorable. Yeah. And I, it, so it opened up Saint Gianna to us and our family. That's one of the benefits of Catholic schools and the right. beauty of it and these saint projects. So right. it opened her up to us as a family. Now you guys are all at Loomis? Or uh, is that? Oh, important announcement, oh, everybody. Sorry. Sorry. Inside. No, I'm glad you said it. Uh, the DeMaio household has changed uh, this summer, uh, changed dramatically. Um, we switched our parish and all the children are at a new school. Wow. So what is the, do you want to talk about the reason for that or? Um, I would say that it's in an effort to uh, to get uh, essentially to go ahead, Nikki. Why did you want to? Uh, just the best environment, I would say. Yeah, you know, simple as that. Mm. If we want to walk with God, we're trying to walk as closely with Him as possible. So you chose um, all the same type of same school for all the kids, or there's some kids that are at some school, some kids at other school. So we have Nikki who wanted to go to uh, Regina Luminous, and he's there for the high school. They're unique because they have the high school there. The three little ones are there with him, so all four of them are at Regina Luminous. Wow. And Is and that a new school? Is what, What's the history of Regina Luminous? So the Regina Academies, um, not so new, but this, this Regina Luminous one is one of the newer ones. Yeah, I think they opened up 2008 or 2009 in Downingtown. And then, um, then they moved to Berlin. So, yeah, all fairly new. Yeah, there. And Nikki, you could speak more to this in the next episode. We'll talk about it. But let's dive in. What I really wanted to focus and concentrate on is, um, I was asked to take over of president for Pennsylvanians for Human Life. Just for a quick frame of reference for any, any listeners that don't know, Pennsylvanians for Human Life has been doing education on the dignity and respect for all human life from conception until natural death. So we're not just talking about, you know, being anti-abortion or something like that. We're talking about dignity and respect for all human life from conception until natural death. So we're getting into bioethics and end-of-life issues and, you know, and those sorts of things. And of course, we're dealing with 
with, um, you know, conception until birth, because that's become the main issue, you know, in our country. Sure. So, um, but they were it for, for our listeners, Pennsylvanians for human life was basically students for life. <laughs> students for life has just become a giant. God bless you, Kristen Hawkins and everyone there. Amazing work. Yeah. For around the country. But that was Pennsylvanians for human life back in the seventies, eighties and nineties. And they were doing it right here locally. So when I was, and I've been speaking for them in school since 2008. And so when I um, was asked to take over, I'm volunteer president, volunteer, you know, executive director. Chuck and Mary Ellen are doing a lot of this with me. Um, God bless Joe Aquilanti from Bishop Shanahan and Maria Parker from Cardinal O'Hara. They are the leaders of our teacher advisory board now. And so what we were able to coordinate is we said it would make a whole lot of sense if we have student leaders. We have young people who are seriously engaged and involved in this movement, and they want to fight to defend life also. And they're smart. <laughs> right, sure. So, and that's what we're seeing all over the country with Students for Life and, you know, in that work and, of course, live action. And, you know, so, so anyhow, we, we kicked this off last year and we, we asked each school in our area to nominate at least two students to, be, to represent their school and be on our student leaderboard. And anyhow, Nikki is one of those students. And we just had two main events that we helped to sponsor. One, was the Steubenville East Conference, which happened at the end of July. We were able to to offset a lot of that cost for these families and for these students. I think Joe Aquilante and Maria Parker took, I believe it was 30-some students up to this conference. And we'll get more into it, but for Nikki, this was a, a, um, a very, very deep event. Did you want to say anything about that, Nick? Um, Super eye-opening. And it was crazy not just for me but for everybody else there um just so amazing the adoration alone had almost everybody there in tears it was i i've never experienced anything like that and i'm sure everybody else there could say the same crazy what was the number one highlight of the conference for you definitely the adoration it was it was it was a while. It was like uh, probably an hour and a half, but um, Father took the Eucharist around, um, walked it all around where we were st- sitting, and um, it, I I can't explain it. It was just so – you could just feel Jesus there, which I've never felt before, like that moment. It was wow. normally – I'll look up there and it's, you know, that's Jesus, obviously. It's what we believe, but you just, I just felt Jesus. And when he walked past me holding the, um, what's it called that they put the Eucharist? The monstrance, yeah. Yeah. yeah, It, it, like, I could feel Jesus walking past me. Wow. It was just absolutely crazy. You can't see Nikki's eyes um, because we're not on video yet, but I could see it in his eyes just now. He genuinely means that, that you felt Jesus for the first time yeah present in the eucharist literally with you you know that's and the even now i'm just like on like a high you know it's just i've just been like feeling like so uplifted since then you know Mm -hmm. you came home differently yeah so and um uh, our your younger sister went Alyssa. yeah yeah and when i picked you guys up it was like 12 30 it was late (laughs) i had to come get you and the two of you were definitely filled with the holy spirit because you guys just started just rambling in the car yeah. <laughs> when I came to get you. That's so great. So the 
what was the conference about? Like, what was the what was the sort of point of the conference? Um, it was kind of just to get a l- bunch of not just kids, but mainly kids together to bring us closer to God. I would say, right? Um, yeah, they had a ton of music, um, lots of like breakout rooms, whatever, confession, mass, adoration, um, just a weekend devoted to Christ. That's amazing. And so the idea is that you guys are going to be um, the advocates for Pennsylvanians for human life at your schools and wherever it is that you're sort of. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So you can imagine, Andrew, how formation like this with a conference like that, a youth conference, Steubenville, is so important, not just for their Catholic formation, but also for being leaders in their own environments, their own schools, and then this mission of defending life. Yeah. You mentioned uh, Lila Rose. She was just on Dr. Phil and just see somebody, a young person, so exciting to see young people, um, you know, standing up for life and and, in big platforms. Obviously, she's been had a long time of formation, probably from from when she was younger as well. So it's really important to get the next generation like yourself, Nick, as a young guy to mm-hmm. sort of be totally on board for life and for a culture of life. So and we it's ki- great. It's really inspiring. We kicked that off this weekend. So we organized our first student leader board meeting that we kicked off and we had um, some powerhouse speakers there on the agenda. I was so impressed because I went walking into St. Pius and Broomall at 930 in the morning and we had 20 some students there representing i think about a dozen of our local high schools um so for those of you who weren't there we need to you know to get you on board quickly (laughs) and just so impressed by these students i mean there's no way at 15 16 or 17 years old i was there for five hours on a saturday for this student leader training but these kids so so pennsylvanians for human life just did this um we had pope john paul high school um represented regina luminous academy uh, Bishop Shanahan, um, Marianne Mercy, unfortunately, um, couldn't make it, but um, Marianne, shout out to Marianne. Uh, Chile, she she emailed, they wanted to be there. We had uh, Cardinal O'Hara High School and Regina Chesterton and... Sacred Heart. Oh, yeah, Sacred Heart, um, Country Day School. Villa. Villa Maria Academy. Yeah. Um, if I'm forgetting anyone, I apologize. But Nick, um, if you don't mind, tell us a little bit about that training day. Um, that was, that was really great as well. It just, it was kind of ring, reinforcing everything that we, you know, already know, like, hey, let's take a stand. This is the most important issue in the world right now. Um, kind of teaching us little things, you know, we did a little breakout where we wrote down on like post-it notes, ways to, um, whatever, fight against the pro-choice community, you know, what we can do in our communities, what, you know, and um, helpful things like helpful tips, you know, things that we could take back to our schools to implement there and, you know, grow the, the, um, the pro-life community at our schools and all. That's, for me, that's why this has always been such a crucial piece of this mission is the education and the mm-hmm. formation and the transformation of all of us from a culture of death into a culture of life, but specifically our young people, our students, we, we need a new culture and we have a fertile, fertile culture to create a new culture, a culture of life as Pope John Paul II asked of us. So 
going with our students is, and, 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 and helping this formation is so important to me because I'll hear people say, um, we are fortunate to have Maria Gallagher there from Pro-Life Federation, and they do so much amazing political work out in Harrisburg. And it's they say it's hard to get things done when we have a governor like we have right now. Well, let's get an entire population of voters to vote for life, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> mm-hmm. So how do we do that? Well, I mean, let's get into all of our local schools and make sure that at least our young Catholics and our young Christian future voters are voting for life. That's one way for sure. And then, so that's why this has always been, uh, you know, something so important for me is to make sure that our youth are getting the, the proper information. So Maria Gallagher was there, as I said, Denise Wilcox, wonderful. Lizzie McNulty from Students for Life gave a wonderful apologetics presentation. You students blew her away, <laughs> Yeah, blew her away. Um, there was that one exercise where you guys were were brainstorming, coming up with ideas, and it was like five different pillars. Yeah. So, do you remember a couple of them by any chance? Um, like one of them was like community engagement or involvement. Yeah. Another one. One was education. One was um, uh, like small group work. You know. Um, one was uh, like short phrases you could say if you're talking to somebody who um, doesn't agree with you, what you can say, you know. Um, uh, Public policy was another one. And um, I forget the last one, but yeah. Do you remember any of the really good ideas, Nick, or anything you came up with? Um, Yeah, so uh, some of the information stuff, like the education stuff that um, we came up with was we should definitely be teaching everything in school, right? specifically about um, pro-life, but then also one thing that my group came up with is um, education on uh, like contraceptives and stuff. I found that pretty interesting because most people aren't educated on that at all, how dangerous like the pill can be. Um, We had Barbara Rose with us from the Gianna Center. I'm not sure that anyone is teaching that information better than the Gianna Center. Um, out in Norristown right now. She's just a blessing. And Dr. Loria, she's wonderful. Dr. Delia, uh, I mean, amazing. Yeah. We had um, Birthright with us. Oh, the um, uh, Chelsea from Birthright and all the resources that they're providing there for moms in need. Um, and then we also had um, Adoption is a Loving Option. And I, I'm blanking on the woman's name right now. Forgive me, but she—they uh, adopted three children. They weren't able to have their own children, and so they adopted three children. And what a beautiful testimony she gave into the whole adoption piece. So, I mean, really a powerful day, right, Nick? Yeah, yeah, super powerful. Um, and then the next events that we have planned for the students, we have the March for Life in Pennsylvania. Um, coming. That's in, when is that, September, the end of this month? or It's actually Monday. It's this Monday. This Monday, September 19th. We have buses lined up for the schools uh, so that this way the students um, can get out there for the march. And we have a lot of our schools that have approved for the students to go. Uh, so a bunch of our student leaders will be there. And then we, um, after that, we have the Archdiocese, Archdiocese and, excuse me, Respect Life Leadership Day which should have probably three, four, five hundred students from our local archdiocese at Cardinal O'Hara for the day on October 6th. 
and that's going to be wonderful. Sisters of Life will be with us, of course, of course, Students for Life. Um, so we're looking forward to that as well. And Pennsylvanians for Human Life is just going to continue to double down on all of our education and formation efforts through every channel that we possibly, you know, possibly can, including this podcast. That's right. Changing hearts, changing minds. Yeah. For the Lord. So for those of you um, who are not connected with Pennsylvanians for Human Life, we obviously encourage you to be. Um, if you're able to uh, to donate to the organization, know that it's not going towards salaries. As I said, I'm a volunteer. Um, essentially, what you're doing is you're funding the future education and all of the involvement for these students to be able to go to events, you know, like we had on Saturday and like the Steubenville Conference. An amazing organization doing great work that you should totally support in any way that you can. Because the evangelization of the young is the future of the movement. That's it. Simple as that. There's no, uh, no question that the young people, A, haven't decided or they haven't been formed in the same way that older people have. Although th we obviously want to convert everybody, but young people are open to the message because they're trying to find their way in life and they're trying to figure out what, the, what their answers are to these deep questions. And so to focus on the young, I think is the, I mean, that's the point of the, this podcast is, you know, attempt to evangelize young men and, but young people in general to, um, to convert to a, to a call to the cause of life, I think is a great thing. And that's what PHL is focused on. So yeah. And in schools, what I, I'm obviously we're Catholic and we're devoutly Catholic, but what I thought was interesting is there's a science to life and you can mm -hmm. take God completely out of the education if you choose to, and those educational facts still exist. It's like we always talk about three plus three is six. You don't have to believe in God in order to believe that that's a truth. Right. And that was what's interesting. Did you see the Dr. Phil piece with Lila Rose? Because he disputed that. She brought up the fact that life, be, you know, sort of the the argument that life begins at conception and fertilization. And he said that's not a scientific fact. It was an interesting sort of point of contention in her debate with him. And here's what's interesting for our listeners. And he's Dr. Phil. University. <laughs> right. So so here we're relying on you. Dr. Your, Phil, you're off, oh, man. Yeah. You're supposed to be a credible source of information, and right. you're not Dr. Yeah, Phil. Yeah, Dr. Phil, you're, that's, you're off on that. And here's how we know you're off. University of Chicago. 96% of doctors were... That's what she... Yeah. Yes. Were, oh, did she mention Yeah, this? she mentioned that. She's like 96% of doctors surveyed said that... I mean, every textbook that you read... I thought that that was obvious. Is, not, is that not... And she asked him, and she asked him, I, I, don't forget, I forget his answer, but she, I think they went to a commercial break, but she asked him, okay, when does it begin? And what gives you the right to decide that? So we're like, So even if it is, even if it were debatable, which I don't... I mean, I'm not a doctor, but it would seem not. But okay, say it was. Um, what would you then say? Like, so when are you? When is a when is a better time to say that life begins? Like, what well, what could you even say there? That's not arbitrary. That you couldn't rewind the clock five minutes and say, okay, so it's not a life five minutes before that, and it is. Yes, and and so and the the numbers, the statistics speak for themselves. Out of those ninety six percent of biologists who confirmed that life begins at conception, eighty five percent of them are pro choice, right. so and even not... they aren't saying. <laughs> so right. you can't argue with the science of this. But what Lila Rose said last night, which was interesting, is she said, 
Dr. Phil's argument wasn't against when life begins. He was trying, he doesn't know how, but he was trying to argue when does personhood begin. Right, that's the big distinction people try to make, mm-hmm. which is the distinction that every evil regime tries to make. Like, you know, Jews are like kind of like people, but not they're like, okay, they're human, but they're not like people in the same way Germans are. Slaves are kind of human, but they're not really people in the same way that white people are, black people aren't, right? So... It's always the depersonalization aspect, the push to depersonalize, to deperson the other, to other them, and then you can kill them. Because if they were people, then you couldn't kill them. But yeah. you, so you have That's, to make it. Yeah. So if you want to kill them en masse, if you want to kill them in a wholesale fashion, you have to make it, you have to separate them from the rest of humanity. You have to do that. Yes. Yeah. Um, Lizzie, the lady from Students for Life, Mention this um, equation that's been used like throughout history to de-person personalize someone, you know, and it's a person is a human plus right, whatever they're German, like you said, or a person is a human plus they're white, you know, and if you don't fit that criteria, then you right. don't have personhood, right? Which is crazy. I don't. History repeats itself, you know. We should. And learn it was, from it you know? yes exactly right <laughs> but oh, that's another thing now we have to this is the great reset we have to erase history so that if we erase history then we're going to fall prey to repeating the same mistakes yeah. so erase personhood for some the dehumanization and then erase history and so and we can yeah we can we can definitely close there but I was just about to say Lizzie also, Nikki, because that was a great brainstorming session also where she asked all the student leaders, where do you see dehumanization happening? And one was like, well, with Ukraine right now, if Russia determines that Ukraine aren't people, then we'll just bomb you. And so, and the students went on and gave so many wonderful examples of how we're dehumanizing another. Of course, like you said, slavery. um, Holocaust. Yeah. Yeah, sure. You and then have the, to. And then the common ones that we see, you know, just right now and today. So um, thank you again, Nikki, for yeah, number thanks, one, Nick. representing really uh, RLA with uh, with Mackenzie and Victoria and uh, and for all of our student leaders and for our teacher, our education advisory board, and um, for everyone who's involved with Pennsylvanians for Human Life and supporting this mission. And we will grow this and branch this education out, you know, as far and wide as possible. Um, but thank you again for your, your support and um, looking forward to seeing you at the next upcoming events. Let's close in prayer. Praise okay. God. Yeah. Yeah. In the name of the Father and the Son. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit amen. amen. Andrew, do you want to take it? I would do the, yeah, I would just, I guess I would say another Hail Mary. But before we do that, I would like to thank the Holy Spirit for bringing Nick in today and Pete. It's great to be back uh, doing the podcast. I've missed not doing it. And so I really want to thank, um, uh, thank God uh, for, for his support and for, for, for making this possible, making everything possible, <laughs> especially uh, and this especially. So um, in the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, um, Hail Mary, full, full of, of grace, grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed, blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy, Holy Mary, Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. St. Thomas Aquinas, pray, pray for, for us. St. Augustine, pray for us. <laughs> All right, Men for Life, signing off. <laughs>